The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The INTO has rallied behind uh, talks of a, a Dublin allowance, an additional payment for teachers to compensate for the higher cost of living in Dublin and notably other urban areas. Advisors have suggested the union structured the allowance similar to the pay scale set up for teacher salaries in the UK. Now, I'm joined uh, by London based reporter Vincent McAvinney who's going to tell us about that London allowance and also by a school principal of St. Etchens National School, uh, Matt Melvin. Uh, good morning and welcome to you both. So, Vincent, first of all, um, who gets the teacher's allowance in London? Well, I have to say this is something that is normal in the UK. Across the civil service, there is a London waiting for jobs. Uh, and when it comes to teachers, for a newly qualified teacher in England, the minimum salary is £28,000. But in inner London, it's £34,500. So you've got about a 6000 half difference there. Uh, but then when you go up the ranks of teacher for a, a, a sort of middle range teacher, it's about £8,000 difference. Uh, and then for a sort of head of school, it's about a £10,000 difference. Uh, so there is a significant range. But uh, I was quite surprised that you didn't have this when I heard about this in, uh, earlier in Ireland, because this is pretty common, as I said, right across the civil service when it comes to police officers nurses, doctors, nurses. This is something that has been around for a long time in the UK. Now, is it taxed, that extra money? Um, it would be. I mean, it, depending on, on where you are, uh, it would... It would definitely potentially take you into different where you are in your career. It would take you into different tax bandings. Uh, but for a newly qualified teacher, as far as I can see, for inner London, the minimum salary is thirty four and a half thousand pound. The maximum is forty four thousand. Um, so you would potentially, with that higher salary, start to be tipping yourself into a higher tax band. Okay, but the point is that it is treated as salary, not as a non taxable allowance. It is, yeah, it, it's treated as a, a salary, not a non-taxable allowance. Now, depending on uh, where you live or is it where you work that you qualify for this allowance? It will be where you actually, your place of work is. So you might be sort of commuting in from, say, Surrey or another of the home counties, but it is where your job actually is. But another benefit which teachers uh, do pick up, which I'm, I'm not sure you have in Ireland, is we have a housing scheme called shared ownership, which is uh, prioritized for certain what are called sort of critical professions. So uh, doctors, nurses, teachers, people who wouldn't be able to in any way afford a property in, in central London, they can buy portions shares of properties over time. So you might buy a quarter and rent three quarters and over time you'd buy more and more. Uh, and so local authorities and local housing associations run those schemes. They control the maximum and minimum amounts of salary you can get. Uh, and also, as I say, core professions. And also if you work in that area, they prioritize you as well. So if you're in that borough or in a school, you would be prioritized for that kind of housing. And for many people, that is now the only way that you could ever afford mm. to buy or at least get, get a partially on the property ladder in the UK. Yeah. So they do also get that benefit. Now, uh, this may be uh, something that you would not th know the answer to, but it's, it's interesting. So suppose you are a teacher and you manage to get one of these shared housing arrangements going and uh, you manage to buy maybe the first quarter at the beginning of your career. And by the end of your career, you have bought maybe three quarters of it uh, with a, a quarter still upon which you are paying rent. Um, when you want to dispose of the house or leave it to a child, what happens? Do they have um, to rent it to another teacher? 
No, no, that is not. I mean, if you manage to go to a hundred percent, then you fully, uh, fully own it. it and you and you sell it on the free market. If you still um, own sort of, uh, say, you own three quarters and you're still renting a share, um, I think the standard procedure is that the housing association gets to try and sell it first. But that's you know, it, it'll be done at sort of market rates yeah. um, on evaluation. But they will try and sell it to someone. I think they get initial. It depends which ones, but the ones I know that sort of a six weeks, they'll try and 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 put it to someone in the program that has registered for this kind of housing but then if they can't sell it in that time it goes to this kind of open market okay but the idea being they they keep the shared housing model going on that particular building if they can if you've uh, achieved 100 percent ownership and obviously many people would probably borrow to achieve that last bit so they could flog a london house on the open market and make a packet Potentially, uh, yes. But the, each time you come to try and buy more of the house, the property is revalued. Um, so if it goes up, then obviously each time you're having to pay more to, to buy uh-huh. more. But at the moment, you're in a situation where property prices are falling, expected to fall around 10% uh, this year in, in England. Um, so you are actually in a situation where people might now have an opportunity to buy quicker and for, uh, you know cheaper than they would have done given the, the kind of financial situation. Now, uh, London is a very big conurbation um, and there are many boroughs. So how does it work? I mean, if you're teaching in Kensington, um, do you get more money than if you were teaching in Luton? Well, you would do because the banding, as I can see uh, from what I've said to you, you get London fringe, outer London and inner London. So I think what they're, what they're doing here is taking probably on a tube that if anyone's been to London, you'll know that there is what's called uh, zone one of the tube, zone two, zone three, zone four. So that's quite an easy way to distinguish, I think, which parts. And looking at the the map of uh, what the government currently considers London fringe, outer London, inner London, it does seem to follow the sort of key tube zones uh, going in and out of the capital. Mm. I'm I'm wondering what happens at the borders, you know, when one side of the street is fringe and the other side of the street is outer. I mean, uh, yeah, that 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 will be a tricky one. I would say one thing as well that I've noticed with with friends that are in the teaching profession, um, certainly the ones that come from outside of London. Uh, have definitely tried to kind of move up the hierarchy in the school. So sort of move away from subject-specific teaching, go into leadership positions somewhat quicker than people who were from London. This is obviously, you get a natural benefit if your family do live in London, if you grew up in London, and this happens across the board, where if you, you know, if you come out of university of training and you can live at home for a few years uh, and you're not paying too much rent to your parents and you're managing to save a a bit of a deposit, um, then I think those people have tended, in my experience to stick more into sort of teaching their subjects becoming you know uh, the sort of leader of the subject in the school but interestingly i think people i know particularly a couple of friends i can think of from the north are all now sort of deputy heads and heads because that was the only way to they wanted to stay in london uh, and that was the only way to do it take on more responsibility for more cash that's uh, that's the way. Anyway, Vincent, thank you very much for that comprehensive look at the uh, London uh, waiting, as they put it. Uh, Matt Melvin, uh, Principal of St. Etchens National School. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Pat. Just just to correct you, I'm recently retired, so I've hit the pensions department of the department to, oh. of education to get to get uh, to get me in trouble. But I'll to demote the lady that replaced me. But anyway, okay. I'm no, no, that's retired, fine. Pat. No, because yeah, now yeah. you can speak freely. You <laughs> yes, I can. I'm no longer a member of the INTO. <laughs> now, uh, t- tell me what is your reaction to this? Uh, for, I mean, it would be very welcome, I suspect. Would it work? 
I, I, I would hope so. I think this is, you know, it's something that is a huge issue. Teacher shortage is a huge issue, not only in 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 Dublin, but also as you move out to, from Dublin. There's, there's a certain irony in that the, the biggest uh, issue and problem facing INTO leadership for the last 10 years was pay equalization. So they've now, uh, they've now had to, they're now going to have to adopt a, a process which is exactly the opposite. I think something is going to have to be done to address the fact that people are, um, they're unable to get teachers in Dublin. I know that there's, there's a, actually a teacher shortage in the country at the moment and that the department are increasing the numbers that will be allowed into teacher training college as a result of that. So that will address the actual critical shortage of teachers. But to get people to teach in Dublin, uh, something is going to have to be done, I think, uh, to do that. I think there's an issue around getting teachers to teach in Dublin and something that I would have noticed and I'm, I'm uh, doing some work in the Diocese of Meath at the moment in education is a lot of people, very experienced, qualified, competent teachers are applying for leadership positions outside of Dublin because they can't afford to live there. So I think not only is there a shortage of teachers, there's also a kind of a leadership and management issue in the schools in the sense that they can't retain and sustain staff in the school as they get older. If it's a good idea, and I mean two ways to do it, one is that you actually give people... Uh, an allowance which would be tax-free which would help them to pay the costs be it commuting costs or residential costs in Dublin City the other element would be to to add it to salaries and one of my listeners raises an issue if a teacher moves outside the city would their salary then drop down to what others are getting or would they hang on to their extra benefits um, well, so I, 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 yeah, I can't see how that would be the case you know that if you if you moved out I and mean, there is the issue that Vincent mentioned as opposed to where you live as opposed to where you work because you know then then you know you 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 could have an allowance people able to get in and out of dublin so i mean if if, if an issue was made in terms of um transport in terms of decentralization that would be really important i mean ultimately pat you know this has to be dealt with you know short term which may be an allowance but then it has to be dealt with sustainably you know and i think that What's obvious in Ireland is that the private rental sector and private housing sector is no longer capable of providing affordable, yeah. uh, an affordable option for people who live and work in Dublin. And it also goes across other professions and, and, and indeed the private sector. You yeah. know, I mean, it's interesting what Vincent was talking about there, the key workers, be they doctors, nurses, teachers, um, obviously members of the, the, the Met in London, all of those people being key workers, that there would be a designated housing programme, a shared housing programme for them. Uh, that's very interesting. Our, our government, uh, our, and I think no matter which parties would be in power, I think would find it very difficult to bring that kind of thing in because um, everyone, yeah, everyone would want some. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I do think that if we have a problem, we have to look at, you know, a short-term solution and a long-term sustainable solution to it. And, and ultimately, you know, private renting and public ho- private housing sector is not going to be able to provide affordable housing for people who, who people on, on ordinary salaries who want to live and work in Dublin. De- decentralization is an issue as well in relation to it. Uh, and, and I mean, th- there is an issue in the next 10 years over, and ironically enough, that, that uh, pupil numbers are dropping. So there's going to be a problem around, you know, in, in 10 years' time, uh, we're going to have an issue around, uh, you know, unemployed teachers maybe, which is, seems incredible at the moment. But the number of the people in the, in the country are dropping in rural Ireland and in inner cities. 
which is which is a sustaining yeah. population there. I do think that you know it's an issue bigger than education and an issue bigger than um, you know bigger even than the public sector, but providing people with an option and a career path in Dublin because I think there's also an issue which I mentioned before of people who are, you know people the, the, the future leaders of schools in mm. Dublin are moving out of yeah. Dublin. It's, it, it, it's interesting. I heard Norma Foley uh, saying that one of her achievements as minister was to drop uh, class sizes in successive years yeah. and then there's a shortage of teachers and you wonder would yeah. you not have been better keeping it up at 25 yeah. or whatever it is and not have a shortage yeah, well, of teachers yeah, yeah, that, that is true and she, they also in, you know increased radically the number of teachers working in special education so you know they're they're kind of uh, they're authors of of this misfortune to an extent but for the right reasons rather than the wrong reasons you know but i mean it, it is an issue that has to be dealt with i think in a coherent manner across the public sector because if you give it to teachers and you don't give it to other people then that would be that would be unfair yeah. um, and that's why probably why they're not going to give it to anybody yeah and i'm glad i'm not in the leadership of the idea of having to explain <laughs> reintroduce uh, uh, the, the, inequality the <laughs> <laughs> All right Matt thank you very much and, and uh, enjoy your retirement I suspect though uh, listening to you it'll be a very busy retirement it, it, you will not be idle The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.